I'm trying to like build up more of an actual morning routine as opposed to being woken up by my phone and sitting in a cavernous pit of despair for the first 45 minutes of my day. That's not a good way to wake up. So what I do is get up out of bed, walk into the kitchen, mix up that AG1, throw a few drops of the the vitamin D and the vitamin K supplement in there too, Mm -hmm. fire up a cold shower, get in the shower with my AG1, and that actually pounding it in there distracts me from the cold water. Wow. You know what I also do in the recipe? Throw a little lemon juice in that AG1 too. Oh, there you go. Mm -hmm. Brightens Mm -hmm. it up a little bit. I'm not mad at that. I like it. And then when I get out, I'm like, I'm full and freezing and recovering from the freezing. And that honestly, it's perked up my entire morning. Yeah. And then I can start the day. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with the first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash GGT. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash GGT to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. There's another side to good health, and that's good mental health. I want to like, I do want to apologize, boys, because uh, we were scheduled like a while back and I was at the tour championship and like my shit was just so crazy and I missed it. And I know you guys showed up and I apologize for missing that. No, you know what? I was actually thinking about this this morning. The night you canceled, um, we recorded a, a shrinks only podcast, just the three of us. And that produced a moment that will live in infamy where I asked Bradford what his dream foursome from the Game of Thrones universe would be, (laughs) thinking about golf, and he misinterpreted and thought it was about sex. That was nothing about golf. It all comes full circle. That was how this conversation was meant to to happen. So Butterfly Effect, you actually, you helped create a really, really important Mm -hmm. moment for us. Yeah, pivotal. Core memory, core memory. When you first mentioned it, dude, I certainly my first thought was not golf. So I did like Bradford and I right. are on the same page. Yeah. So maybe I can actually use it. We can use that to our advantage in the future and really gotcha some people on that with that question. When we get Obama, it's going to be great. Yeah. Yes. 100%, 100%. Dude. Yeah. yeah, Bradford, yeah. You have a fire answer <laughs> he for really that. would. Yeah. <laughs> and pardon me, like Mr. President, excuse me. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. fucking, that's fucking Mr. show Pressing. some respect right. you know yeah. well thank you for making the yeah, time absolutely it's, <laughs> it's it's much appreciated totally dude i mean i love what you guys are doing i mean i'm i'm so like you know like we've got like this expression like within my team and like which i hate saying that because like it's like but like just like my people you know it's like don't talk mm-hmm. about it be about it you know what i mean like there's plenty mm-hmm. of dudes and chicks and people that are just like you know they sit on the sidelines and they talk about it and they talk about sort of the state of the state of affairs in the world or whatever. And like, they don't engage, dude, you know, they don't Mm -hmm. like, they don't take the risk to go out and do something different or to offer a solution. Like they just sort of mire in the problem. Mm -hmm. And like, Mm -hmm. it's important that we talk about it, dude. It's important that we talk about like the struggles, the successes, and that we do this thing together. Like, why wouldn't I be connected with you three? Like you guys are doing awesome stuff. And like the world of golf, man, it's like giving me everything. Like everything in my life is a result of like the world of golf and the connections and the community. Let's do it together. You know, speak, speaking of connections, Jordan, uh, it's it's the, the reason why I found you was because of two people, uh, Mr. Griffin Wade House and Ryan Griffiths. I was down at that Golf yeah. Digest shoot 
literally almost a year ago. And, you know, we were all like sitting at mm-hmm. dinner talking and they're like, they're like, yeah, I've got this friend that uh, he's in Nashville. You know, he's doing this thing, like kind of humanitarian. And he's like, wait, are you talking about Jordan Thomas? And then they they both did the Spider-Man meme where like, we're both talking about Jordan and like, but how do we not know each other? You know? <laughs> and so, and that was, uh, and then, you know, I was, I was in on that conversation about like, I don't know who this guy is, but I need to know who this guy is. And then, you know, then we connected shortly thereafter. So it's been, it's been a long time coming, man, but it's all through just, it's all through golf really. And like social media, like say what you will about social media, but dude, I like just like hype you up on your golf swing. Cause it's getting so much better, dude. And I just like <laughs> throw like fire emoji reactions in your stories, like all the time. Like you went, true. if you went through me and Drew's like DMs, dude, it's literally just fire emojis back and forth. JT's a, he's the friend you want to have in your, in your story DMs. Yeah. He's, he's a hype man. He's a yeah, hype I man. That. Great hype, man. Dude, I hype hard. I love it. That's a really good quality in like a teammate yeah. too. Like I know you mentioned your team and you, you know, kind of beat around that, but but I mean having team is important. I mean, you're looking at mm-hmm. mine right now. I I wouldn't have mm-hmm. anything that I have right now without these two, you know? So team is important and, and having somebody that you you can rely on to like give you that push or or say that thing to keep you going is so important. So you mean you call self-proclaimed, uh, you you hype hard. Where where does that come from? What what gets you so excited about seeing people succeed and seeing people fly and and go off like that? I've had a lot of darkness in my life, dude. Mm. I've had like a lot of dark, dark moments in my life, dude. Like you know, after the loss of my legs as a sixteen-year-old, like I had some dark moments, dude. Like, am I going to play golf again? Am I going to walk my daughter down the aisle? Am I going to like all these things, right? Or will women think I'm attractive again? Mm. You know, I I had, you know, I've been pretty open about my struggles with addiction, with substance abuse and mental health struggles, right? Like I've had, I've been in a place where I I felt like my life was not ever going to get better. I felt trapped. I felt like um, I was going to stay in that deep, dark hole for the rest of my life. And dude, I'll tell you what, I was on the seventh story balcony in Atlanta, Georgia, dude, ready to take a hop. That's how dark my shit got. You know what I mean? Like it got dark. And, uh, there were people there for me after the loss of my legs. And there were people there for me after I was at a place where like I was willing to end it and people were there for me and they got me through that and community got me through those deep, dark moments. And now, you know, being sober for a number of years, for over almost six years now, like I recognize the value of service and being of service to people and being there for people. Mm. I recognize like the value of like maybe a little bit of self-love and a little self-forgiveness, you know, like I grew up thinking like I had to be something. I had to do stuff. Like all of my worth was dictated by what I was able to accomplish and what I, and like how much I was willing to like how much I could amass wealth wise and all this bullshit, right? Like I was conditioned to think all these things. Cause like I grew up in an upper class family, both my parents were doctors and I was conditioned and given these messages that like, you've got to be X, Y, and Z. You better be an attorney. Yeah. You better be a doctor. You've got all this bullshit. Right. And like, I invariably dude, I always felt like I wasn't stacking up. I wasn't measuring up. I wasn't good enough. And finally, like through this growth and this process of like being sober and, and just the journey I've been on, like I've arrived at this place where like maybe not full self-love all the time, but like a little bit more compassion for myself. And that's opened up the ability to have compassion for other people. 
And so like, dude, supporting other people is like my number one goal is like hyping people up and reminding them of like, dude, you're worth it. Period. Not because mm-hmm. you do a single thing, but because you breathe, you're worth it. Mm-hmm. Period. Wow. <clears throat> there is a lot to unpack with all of that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and truly appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, like we said, we just met, <laughs> but your, your, your vulnerability and your ability to get there with us. Um, and I think you can say that between you and anyone, you clearly have that in you to, to mm-hmm. lay it all bare, I think is doing so much good for other people who might be in similar situations. Thank you. Genuinely. To the extent that you feel comfortable, you mentioned being at, you know, at the top of that building, what made you step back? So I was living in Atlanta and I was living by myself and it's never a good thing when you've got major mental health stuff combined with like substance abuse, being alone, like truly alone, like is not a good place for people to be in. Right. And so I was on this like three month bender of just drinking vodka all day, every day. And, uh, dude, it was just, I was miserable and I was like it. And the scariest thing was that I was convinced it would always be that way. I'll tell you, Mm -hmm. I don't remember what issue I was having at the time when I was on that balcony. So it tells you like, it wasn't probably a major life or, you know what I mean? So I was, uh, I was just like done, man. I was at the end of the rope. I was burnt out. I was just like done, like done, done. And, uh, I remember I had this conscious thought, like, as I stood there on that balcony that my mom would have to identify my body. Mm. And I remember thinking that dude. And I remember just being like, I can't, you know, after my mom was there the day that the, I was hit by the boat and my mom's got her own story of trauma even that preceded my accident and like that was the thing like that was the thought and like i consciously remember that coming into my head like dude i can't do that to my mom like i just can't do it like i can't like as much as painful as this is like that would kill her like and i couldn't do it and i just couldn't do it and uh so i went inside and like i was in that place like if i wake up i wake up if i don't wake up i don't and uh the next day i called my dad and said man i need help and i asked for help and then that's when the cavalry came, you know, it just was that simple. Like, Hey, I need help. Mm. Thank you for taking that step back. Yeah. I told Brad and Drew about this, but I had an experience recently where I, um, I saw somebody in a very similar situation. Mm. Um, I live in New York and, um, you know, I was taking the taking the train, and I saw somebody making on the on the verge of making a similar decision that you mm-hmm. were going through. And um, there was a moment where she realized that she did not want to do that, <laughs> and that decision I saw in her eyes, and I can hear in your voice from you talking about it, was at once terrifying, empowering probably a waterfall of gratitude for breath and life and ultimately reliance on other people to, to help you out of that situation. You know, you said you, you called your dad the next day and the cavalry came, you know, it sounds like you reflect on this a lot, but like how, how, how does it make you feel that you were able to have that support network there ready to help you and ready to, to, to dive into that with you? 
Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, my first response is like, I'm super lucky, dude, like super, super lucky to have had those people in my life at that time. And I think that people, I remember being in that spot of just feeling so alone and like no one understood. And like, I was like defective and I was like broken and I was like not whole and all of that. And the reality is there are so many people that loved me that would have jumped at the opportunity to help me. You know what I mean? Then there's this, I would venture to guess the same thing for that young lady in New York that was about to jump in front of that train, that there were plenty of people in her life. If she had had the courage, which is tough, man, it's tough to have the courage to say, Hey, I need help. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Like I'm not well, mm-hmm. but like I need help. And that takes a lot of courage, dude. Mm-hmm. That takes a lot of courage. Like it sounds so easy. Like, Oh yeah, just ask for help. Dude, for me, like, again, back to this, like, I was taught, like, it doesn't matter if it's a square peg in a round hole. Like, you just go harder. Like, you find a way. Like, you are a grinder. Like, you just figure it out. Dude, mental health stuff, man. It's no joke. I mean, and that's what we see. Like, these, the hardest dudes in the world, these military guys, man, they are committing suicide at a rate that is alarming. Mm -hmm. Like, alarming. And those are, like, the hardest dudes in the world, right? But mental health stuff brings them to their knees. And it brings them to that place where they go, I can't go on anymore. Yeah. So having the courage to just say, man, and the ability to just objectively look and say, man, there are plenty of people that love me. I've just got to reach out. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I think like just from my own experience with depression and therapy, it's sometimes you don't even realize how bad you are and that you even need help. Um, and that's why, you know, it, it is really helpful. And, and the unfortunate thing is that for a lot of people, they don't have a, a good support system around them. Um, you know, like, thankfully for me, it was my wife at the time when she's like, she called the, the therapist for me and was like, I'm, I'm scheduling you an appointment. Like you're going to therapy. And I was like, I don't, I'm good. I don't need therapy. And she's like, no, you're depressed. Um, and so for me, it wasn't even a matter of asking for help because I didn't even realize it because I was how like dark it was for me. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough when, when people don't have that around them, but I think it's good to, to shed a light on it that, like you said, like it's, you know, people need to know that they're not alone. And and thankfully there are more things in place nowadays with online therapy and, and other things that you can get help if you're, even if you, you know, maybe can't, um, you know, you don't have an easy time getting, getting places. You can do it on your phone these days. So, you know, there, it's just, it's yeah. just getting the resources and the knowledge out there and, and, you know, clearing up the stigmas that there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with you to, to, to seek out that help. Yeah. And I, I think that's like a big part for me, right. It's like people see like CNN hero and I won like Ellis Island medal of honor and I was an international youth in philanthropist of the year and i was in people magazine and golf.com and golf channel all this and people see me and they think like i'm some heroic being right something that's Mm -hmm. like different than they are right like oh i don't have that but he's whatever and it's like it's so important for me i think that's why it's even more important for me to live like so vulnerably and authentically is because like yeah i am all those things and also i've struggled and i've had dark times you know what I mean? So yeah, I celebrate today. I sell, I celebrate like all of it, right? Because it's all brought me to literally this moment right here, right now with you boys. Mm-hmm. And like, what a joy, like what a joy. 
And now today it's like, I have the opportunity to like go fight my ass off for kids that need prosthetic help. I get to go like expand the game of golf and, and improve access and make it like less barriers and easier for people that don't look like rich, white, affluent, heterosexual, able-bodied men to play it. Cause it's not reserved for that. It's for everybody. And golf need to golf needs to reflect the communities where we are. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. like my new newfound thing is like, I was kept on this earth to provide prosthetics for kids, but now there's like that. And let's go grow the game of golf and make it look less white. <laughs> it's too damn white. It's like, shit. <laughs> I think you, uh, you, you, you touched on, um, your, your purpose. That's what it sounds like. You know, you, yeah. you, be, you, were, you said you were kept for this moment that reads to me as somebody who's um very very deeply and intrinsically motivated and uh, probably spends a lot of time reflecting and reading and and cultivating a life experience and i see that and i hear that from you uh you know as you're you know recalling times in your past and things like that how do you think you arrived to what you just said about the landscape of golf like how, in in all of your experience, um, the good and the bad, the 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 happy times and the not so so fun times. How do you think you arrived to that place where that singular or or you know central message is the nut that you were trying to crack? Yeah, bro. I mean, golf, dude. Golf has always been a critical like part of my life, man. I, I grew up an athlete. I played all these sports, but like I always had a love and a passion for the game. And um, I was lucky enough to grow up in like sort of that country club culture, right? And uh, but golf was always uh, a respite for me and a safe place and a, a good place for me. And you know, after the loss of my legs, like I was on this trajectory, right, to probably play college golf and. Um, you know, I lost my legs and my going into my junior year of high school, which is a really critical time from like a recruiting standpoint. And, uh, man, I remember I would just like right after the accident, like before I even had my prosthetic legs, like I would have people carry me, like I would get into my wheelchair, go to the golf course. They'd set me on a golf cart and just drive around, just being at the golf course. I wouldn't wow. play. It was just like a safe place for me. It was a haven. It was a place where I could like be safe and it wasn't a doctor's office it wasn't all this stuff it was just the golf course and like a place that made sense to me and where i felt connected and uh and then like dude i mean this u.s adaptive open was massive in pinehurst like massive for our community massive from like an exposure standpoint to like really really force people to look at like you know, the game of golf from like an inclusion standpoint, right? I think we so often talk about diversity, equity, inclusion. I think that's often seen as like either a race or gender related thing, right? And it's mm -hmm. like, man, like people living with disabilities like deserve access too. For sure. And I'll tell you this, like I'll be super real. Like I just played in the Pure Insurance Championship, right? Pebble Beach, PJ Tour Champions event. I'm an AM playing in the field. Every single day, the handicapped parking space was blocked with a cone and it was blocked with shuttles. Every single day I went to the range to prepare for this golf tournament that I was competing in. I had to ask people to move cars and remove a what? cone. That's crazy. Every day. I showed up to Pebble first tee for a practice round. 
And this guy goes, no carts on Pebble today. And I said, I'm, you know, I'm a double amputee, you know, I'm thinking of my buddy, Casey Martin, right. Who fought this fight 25 years ago, went to the Supreme court, right. We're protected under the Americans with disabilities act, like big shit. Mm -hmm. This dude says no carts on Pebble today. I'm like, where is this coming from? Yeah. He goes, it's come from the tournament director. So I call the tournament director and he goes, and I, and keep in mind, I played in this golf tournament the year before and provided some feedback around inclusion and some of the struggles I had. And I called this guy and he goes, Oh, did you take a, a cart on pebble last year? I said, yeah, I did. you know, I didn't have legs last year. I don't have them this year. Like they didn't grow back. You know what I mean? And he goes, Oh, I figured you just skip down the fairways. What? Bro, bro, what? For real. Dude, sw- hand to God. This cat goes, figured you just skip down the fairways. And I'm like, what? Them's fighting words. Yeah, we, might, we, we might have to we might have to pull up on this guy. Dude, right. Where are you right. at, dog? Right. Where are you at? Dead like, ass. I'm gonna find your ass, dog. Like you might have a prosthetic in your ass after this. <laughs> right. I'm saying. Hey, and so I shared with him, like, hey man, you know, like the, the parking is still blocked, and like and like I'm like, dude, and it's not even for me, it is for me, but it's for the fucking six-year-old kid mm-hmm. that's in a wheelchair that mm-hmm. wants to participate. Right. That wants to watch his heroes hit golf balls. It's yeah. not just for me. Right. And that's like, right. a, you know what I mean? And like, this dude's like, park wherever you want. And I'm like, how is that your answer? Park where, you know, it's like, it's just outrageous. It's outrageous. And so, like, that's where I'm at. And so, I don't know, like, dude, like, my initial thing is like, I want to go to the media with it and put them on blast. Cause like, I have some awful pictures, right? Like, of like, literally, it's a handicapped spot with a cone in the middle of the sign of like the, emblem on the ground with the van with their logo blocking the spot like it's not a great look it's like so i like called the pga tour i was like hey like this is my experience and so that's a long-winded answer like uh, people are still on their bullshit in 2020 like yeah i'm pretty like people are still on their bullshit and and uh golly this this (laughs) conversation is one that um just Speaking as a black person, you know, like I have the conversation from my purview of intersectionality and what that looks like and what that means to me personally. Mm. But is your DEI uh, initiative intersectional if it doesn't include folks with disabilities? And the answer is hard fucking no. Right. That hard fucking no. Like hundred. And it's 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 bull. And I'm I'm like I'm getting cranked up a little bit. Um, yeah. It's bullshit because like, like your boy just can't like it just doesn't work for us, dude. Yeah, and, oh, and yeah. not today, yeah. Satan. Not today. Right, right. Yeah. Talk your shit. But also <laughs> like, and and what I what I meant about bringing um bringing my uh, perspective into the conversation. So many times we have the conversation about we weren't taught to think about things in that way we weren't educated on it we weren't you know it wasn't in our uh in our textbooks it was you know those conversations were happening at home and that's exactly the fucking problem totally bro and like here's my big one right he's like it is not the responsibility of those that are oppressed to continue to beat the drum 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it took us to watch George Floyd for nine and a half minutes with a Minneapolis police officer with his fucking knee in his neck for nine and a half minutes for fucking white people to be in the streets being crazy and outraged. Yeah. And people mm-hmm. were outraged before Rodney King, right? One dude captures it and we go, we told you we would get our ass beat. It's bullshit. It's yeah. like, it's, it's bullshit. And we're, we, we leave people behind and we marginalize and we keep people separate and we different that we otherism the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. my problem. I don't have to deal with that. You know? And it's like, bullshit. How is it not your problem? Right. Mm. And just like in the, in the golf space specifically, they are seemingly thirsty to get different perspective, different, uh, seemingly is the critical. Seemingly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, y'all are missing so much, so yeah. so so much. I can't believe that happened, man. Like that, um, it's crazy. That is wild. I mean, th- the fact that there are new voices in golf, there are content creators, there are people sharing their perspective and their views. Um, I think that's really important, and that actually does change people's perception of of what has been perceived for a long time as, as the only way that, that you can be a part of the golf community. I totally agree. And like, I think there's like cool stuff that like, there's so many great brands and so many great people that are using like their platforms to like do cool stuff. You know, I'm kind of surprised that some of them that they don't take more of like, they're not more vocal, you know, about <laughs> certain stuff. It's like major, yeah. shit. especially the like, you know, like there's that whole sphere of like, you're like, what are you doing? Like, you have four million followers, but it's sort of like, nah, they like, I'm gonna keep promoting fucking swag golf or whatever, you know, no disrespect to swag or whatever. And I'm not naming any names, bro. But it's like, mm-hmm. dude, like, use your shit to like do something, man. Like, yeah. do something. Like, what the fuck's your purpose? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, like, you boys, everyone on this call is pretty clear on what their purpose is. Yeah. Pre- yeah. Pretty clear. I think, um, there's there's always work to be done to refine that purpose i think and i think the purpose can can shift and morph but yeah i agree with you the tournament director at pebble beach is obviously an extreme example of this but i think you know we experience and and to a certain degree participate in ableism every day all of us um and i'm i'm curious after your accident where you lost your legs how did that affect your relationship with ableism? And do you still, I guess, sort of like catch yourself slipping into any, into ableist thoughts or, or actions or, you know, how, what's your relationship with that now? Because it changed for you, right? Like there was a, there was a time in your life where you were able-bodied and now you are, you are not. So what, what is that? How does that work in your mind? I guess that construct. Yeah, I think, I think something that was told to me that like really is like seared in my brain is this idea that the, the disability community is the only minority that you can join immediately without your choosing. Mm. Wow. Bro, I got on a boat on August 16, 2005 as an able-bodied 16 year old kid. I got off that boat as a disabled 16 year old kid. Wow. Yeah. And like, dude, something I've got to be mindful of all the time or like I'm filled with unconscious biases all the time, all the time. But like, dude, I try to come at the world with like a gentleness and a softness and compassion and kindness. And I try to understand and I don't do it perfectly. And there are times where like I'm less willing to be like receptive to like whatever. 
but like, I'm always curious about like what someone's experience is. And I never try to sort of project my stuff onto other people and I don't do it perfectly. And that's the great news. It's like, we don't have to do it perfectly, but if we just practice a little bit of mindfulness around it and just do our best to say like, Hey, I don't understand what, I don't know what it's like to grow up as a young black man, but I'm going to have conversations with Bradford and say like, Hey, what was it like for you? And like, how can I understand? How can I be an ally for you? I don't know what it's like to grow up as a young Asian man in Drew, but what was it like for you? You guys don't know what it's like to grow up, you know, to be a 16 year old kid with a disability, but like mm -hmm. you're sure as hell going to be gentle and kind and compassionate and try to understand like what doesn't work for me is like folks like, dude, not a day goes by since 2005 where someone hasn't come up to you in public and said like, Hey, what happened to your legs? Hey, what's the deal with your legs? Hey, were you a veteran? Hey. And it's like, man. Like imagine every day of your life, somebody coming up to you and be like, Hey, tell me about that time. Uh, that most traumatic event of your life. And you're like, right. I'm just trying to get a sandwich. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, and so like I've developed, so it's like, so what's like so crazy is like, I can develop kind of this, this, this I can try to protect that. Right. And I've got to practice yeah. like boundaries. Like I'm not going to sit in the sandwich line and be like, well, I was scuba diving with my family and my mom, and my dad. And like, sometimes, dude, I just don't have the courage to be courageous enough to say that. Mm. Sometimes I just need to take care of myself and just like, Hey, I, I don't want to talk about it. And it's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah. it's not where I'm at. I feel like, um, 99% of me would be like, I'm good. Yeah. You know, right. I, <laughs> I imagine that's gotta be a struggle for you though. Like which, 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 bucket do we fall into you know which which one are we going with today yeah um yeah that's it's that's tough. a bar though you know it's it's the it's the only minority group you, you don't choose you fall into immediately um yeah. and it's i mean that that's a conversation starter right there you know um how how many of us from that perspective would walk differently and and treat others kind more kindly and um that that part of us that might be curious you know maybe there's a little grace we dash a little grace in the in any sort of approach yeah. towards someone you know it's okay to be curious right like we all are yeah. Um, we're looking for ways to categorize people, right? Like that's just how our brains work. But like the key, yeah, the key is grace. And the perspective too of me of like putting myself in their shoes, right? Of like a vast majority of these people are like amazed by what I'm able to do with my body with two prosthetic devices, right? And like, so they're not coming at it like, you know, they're a little more like, wow, like that's impressive, right? And so I try to, you know, maintain that perspective at times, but sometimes I fall a little short of it. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> And that's okay too, right? Oh, totally. Like you, you need to give yourself that grace as well that, totally. you know, on some days it's just, it's not going to work for you. Yeah, and man. I ain't got it. That's yeah. yeah. And that's fine. That's good. Totally. Ain't got it. Yeah. You mentioned the, you know, the first ever U.S. adaptive open this year at Pinehurst being huge. You said that was yeah. huge for the community unpack that a little bit like what it what it what did it feel like on the ground what was the energy there oh, electric factory bro mm. it was so good dude it was so <laughs> hype it was unreal it was nerve-wracking it was exciting like 
it's community, man. It's what golf offers us, isn't it? It's like, it's community and connection. And it's like our tribe, like, and so to be there, anytime you take, you participate in like a USJ event, huge, right? Especially if it's like the inaugural massive. And so like you, I, I felt a sense of like responsibility to like honor that and to like mm. do my best. And I worked hard to get there. And, um, so there's like all of this mixture of emotion and then you're like trying to win a golf tournament. So it's like, mm-hmm. they're like, we're, we're playing six and a half hour rounds. It's a 106 degree heat index in Pinehurst. You're playing with Amy Bockersteady, who is an absolute legend with Down syndrome. Yes. And with, she's a, like, you want to, unbelievable. And like all these other folks, Jesse Forkowski, one arm player, like has won like a billion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah billion world championships one arm this dude's hitting like 60 yard nipper bunker shots you know he's not chunking running it he's hitting like this fast nipper and you're like what so you're like rooting for these people like dude i would make a birdie and amy would give me like a birdie hug like oh i love that (laughs) and i'm like a little giraffe dude right i'm like a little baby giraffe and she's tiny so she just like run up to me and just like hug me right so it's like this crazy mixture of like, dude, you're like trying to hype these people up. But then like at the end of the day, I'm a competitor and I'm a grinder. I'm like, I'm trying to win a golf tournament too. <laughs> so it's like this crazy. And I didn't, I don't play much competitive golf. So like I'm there the final day in the second to last group. Like I've got somewhat of a shot, but like this dude, Simon Lee is an absolute beast, man. He flushes it, plays on the Korean PGA tour, just an absolute beast. And, uh, like the governor of North Carolina walks up to me on the first tee of a USGA event. Like all the USGA execs are there, golf channels there, all the cameras are there. And dude, my resting heart rate was 140 beats per minute. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the whoop stats going. <laughs> Boy, <just> like <laughs> Danny Brown was about to go in. <laughs> so like you know, so you're trying to, like, but it was incredible, man. And like the greatest thing was like. I mean, there were so many great things, but like I was talking to my friend and not to like name drop, but Dottie Pepper sent me a text and she's like, yo, what you guys and gals did was you got people back in touch with the soul of golf. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. From your girl, Auntie Dottie. Right. From Dottie. (laughs) Who's a savage. Yeah, she is. She is. Savage. It's what we, it's like what we did. Like, no one in media asked me about Liv. No one asked me about Phil. No one asked me about Greg. No one asked me about any of that. Because it doesn't yeah. fucking matter. It doesn't fucking matter. Because they go, hey, how'd you fall in love with golf? I was like, well, <laughs> playing Twilight Rounds with my dad when I was eight years old. Because that's golf. It's not Liv. It's not PGA Tour. It's not that point zero 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 one percent of golfers. See, golf is so much bigger than those guys and they think that it's about like them mm-hmm. they think mm-hmm. it's like they think it's the show they're the show they're the thing they're the bit and you see it like on tour like you see these boys you're like oh <laughs> you're a golfer bro you, like you hit a ball you hit a ball into a hole 500 yards that way pretty well mm-hmm. pretty well damn dude that's incredible how do you reflect on that experience now looking back at that that week what comes up for you 
the joy and pride and like, dude, I, how I finished is so irrelevant. You know, I did, I did pretty well. I finished low AM and I finished fifth overall and won my category by 18. And uh, I did, I did well. I performed like as an athlete, I'm proud of that, but more meaningfully, like it provided us with this platform and this, it is just like sp- has sprung adaptive golf into like kind of mainstream. Right. And yeah. I'm really proud of like when the USGA puts their weight behind something, um, stuff moves and like stuff is moving. Right. And so hopefully other, other bodies will follow suit. You know, the RNA will follow suit and maybe the PGA of America follows suit and maybe a little golf course on Washington road down there follows suit. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Not at Augusta. Um, <laughs> you know, because like, Hey, you know, about a group that's like actually like kind of growing the game, like growing, grow the game's like such a buzzword, right? Like such a, you know, sort of like, cohort right now like if, if anyone says cohort one more time dude I'm just, <laughs> enough, it's yeah. like so like well the cohort, when did that become so in vogue to say cohort like can anyone tell me that last year literally last year was a boom of cohort but no, uh, yeah so I'm, I'm super proud man i'm so excited because it's like really afforded me this opportunity and like i'm talking to manufacturers like Dude, when I leave you guys, I'm going to pick up my new Titleist that they sent me. So they sent me up GPI. Sick. You know, like As stuff they like that. Should. It's like, and here's the greatest of all of them is I'm working on a deal with FootJoy. I don't have feet. <laughs> and I'm working on a deal with FootJoy. That's what I'm talking about. You know? Do you want us to cut that, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, it's great. Like, it's like, and it's so fun because they see it. They see the value in it. They see the value yeah. as, like, a brand. They're the biggest brand in golf, yeah. basically, of having yeah. someone that's, like, saying this message that we've all been saying to each other. They're, they're saying, like, hey, use our platform to spread the word. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, it's self-serving. The bigger mm-hmm. we make the golf global population, the more consumers you've got. Simply from a business perspective, why would you not want to increase your market? Right. <laughs> all, all ships rise right. with the tide. I'm really, really um, excited and nervous to ask you this question. We ask it to everybody. We believe in the time travel on this show. Yes. <laughs> Playing golf with the younger version of yourself. We want to know if, if you had the opportunity to play a round of golf with a younger version of yourself what would that conversation look like? What would the, what would the on course talk sound like? Uh, Not even advice, just super hype, dude. I'd go full on hype with my little guy, right? Like, Mm. man, you're so loved. You're so loved and you're enough. You're enough because you're here, not because of what you do, that you're worthy and you're enough. And you don't have to wear masks like as you are, you are enough and you're loved and you're supported and you're nurtured. You're okay. You don't have to print, pretend to be something you're not and stop working the club. So underneath the plane and being exclusively a draw of the golf ball. <laughs> Start to hit a soft cut. You've got to learn it, bud. <laughs> That's beautiful. Love a baby cut. That's beautiful. DJ made a lot of money off a of uh, off a of, off of baby cut. Continues yeah. to make a lot of money. Yeah. He continues. Yeah, exactly. I'm about to drop this uh, golf apparel line called Lunch Pail Golf. Ooh. Oh, shit. 
Whoa. Yeah. That like just yeah. And it's uh it's for the fucking grinders that love golf, wow. you know. I love, it. love it's for fucking the Muni guys, dude. It's for the the Muni Muni guys. It's for the country it's for anybody that's a grinder. So like I'm kind of a scrappy player. Like I don't I like can get it up and down from a trash can, right? Like that's like just kind of how I play golf a lot. Like sort of like Sevy is the patriarch mm-hmm. of lunch pail golf. Yes. And yes. Uh, you know, our logo is sick and it's just for like the grinders and the dudes that just love the game, like for the love of the game. And, oh, that's and, beautiful. Uh, yeah. I'm going to send you guys a bunch of gear once we get it. No, we would have a good it. time on the golf course then because I, I can relate. I that's kind um, of shame. more of a, more of a, you know, trash game. I have a trash love game. That. Love that. Dude, so like, we'll just like, in my game, like, we'll just yell, like, lunch pail. Or we'll like, <laughs> lunch pail. Lunch pail. <laughs> I love it. That's we got to come down to Tennessee. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're teeing it up. Are you guys all in the same spot? No. I wish. No, man. We're oh. spread so thin. We're all spread right. so thin. What's the central? Get, somebody find the like central badass golf course for Tennessee. this foursome. We'll come to Tennessee. Oh, or wow. it might be maybe like. It's pro- well, we could, it we might could be. come to Tennessee, but I know what it is. I know what it is. What? Name it. It's Sand Hills in Nebraska. Where are you guys? <laughs> How is that central? Connor spent a lot, a lot of time looking this up. I'm in Los Angeles. I, I, a word? Yeah. I'm in New okay. York. Okay. Yeah, and I'm in Wisconsin. Uh, then, dog, sorry to say it, boys, but it's like Kohler. Ooh. Oh, maybe. I think. I think. Maybe. I'm not we mad at that either. There's, there's nothing wrong with coming to Wisconsin. We've we've done it before. No, we yeah. love Wisconsin. No, 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 Wisconsin in the summer. I mean. But we have to do Kali before then, though. Yeah, and maybe it's just like we all do. We all host. Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah. That's a good idea. We could do. Yeah, we could do Tori, uh, Beth Page, yes, Kohler, and Sweetens. 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 You guys have y'all had Rob Collins on yet? No, no. no but, but you have we, to help him get. Will. You have to help yeah. us get him. Yeah, Run it. yeah. I'll, t- I'll literally text him right now. Woo! He is so good. So Connor, Connor led with uh, the time travel meat and potatoes question. So I want to follow up with, uh, can you recall a time on the golf course where you've laughed the absolute hardest? <laughs> no, dude. Like I'm a super joyful player. Like I, we, I laugh every single time I play golf. It's got to be like when someone just hits a straight hosel rocket, <laughs> or like you know what I mean, like a straight hosel. I got a buddy. Well, one really good one was we were at, I was lucky enough to get invited to play at Marion and like, it's pretty posh, right? Like that's like pretty buttoned up golf. Like they're that's pretty high, very highbrow yeah. golf, <laughs> pretty highbrow, dude. Capital pretty G. white. Capital I grew up out there. Pretty, pretty affluent. You know, all this. And yes. Like, we get up to the range and like my dude can intentionally top drivers. Like, <laughs> he can top that is like, that is honestly the most impressive shot in golf it's the hardest shot in all of yes. golf. like forget a cr yeah. bunker shot forget like all the no dude it's topping the driver so he can do it on command yeah. and like so it's it's like saturday morning so like they've got their dog fights coming like there's all these dudes around and like you kind of feel like you know when you're in places like that you kind of don't feel like oh like i can really breathe and let my hair down like it's like i'm being watched and so, like, my dude, like, straight up walks up to the tee, practice tee, just tees up a driver and just straight cold tops, it, you know, like, ready to roll. And, like, dude, I just died because it just, like, broke the air, you know, like, because you're nervous yeah. and all that. In that so, scene, in that setting, it's perfect. Oh, so good. So, it's so a good. perfect joke. 
So good. Um, we have a we have a um a segment on the show called Get a Grip. We are uh, we're sponsored by Red Rooster Golf. They make our favorite golf gloves in the game. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna give you a full uninterrupted minute to rant about anything in golf that is grinding your gears right now. We're gonna let Run you it. get a fucking grip, Jordan Run Thomas. If Tell you, me when if, to you start. Need, if you need a second, no, I'm good. You're good. I'm ready to right. roll. Get a grip. Rip it. We got to get a grip on a couple of things. Number one, if you make a hole in one, you are you should not have to buy drinks for everyone. That's like the most thank you ridiculous offensive thing. It really grinds my gears. Get a grip. My second one, if you hit it down the middle of the fairway and you find yourself in a divot, free relief. Free relief. Clean your ball even or don't. I don't care. But why am I playing out of a sand-filled divot when I've just hit a flushy little butter cut straight down the middle of the fairway? It's ridiculous. Get a grip on that. Why should you be penalized for hitting a good shot? Get a fucking grip, Jordan. Get a grip. It's ridiculous. Uh, There's a third one. What else am I really passionate about that we need to get a grip on in the game of golf? I think we got to stop taking ourselves so damn seriously, too, on the golf course. Like, people are Mm. just too... But here's another thing. I'm kind of traditionalist, too. So, like, we've got a club here called Troubadour, right? Where, like, dudes will play shirtless. They'll play with their, you know, whatever. Like, I don't really love that. And, like, I don't think that's, like, a grow the game thing. I think it's, like, like, like tuck your shirt in. Like, you know, like, but if you don't want to, that's fine. <laughs> but, like, it's not cool to play shirtless, I guess is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, interesting. Okay. That's, that's, I, I like that. That's, that's, that's kind of a hot take. Put a shirt on, like literally. Put a shirt on. P a s a o. It could be a football jersey. I, 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 right, I don't right. think I've <laughs> ever seen someone play sh- completely shirtless. Uh, oh, not a man, at least. Buddy. So, I guess we got to go to Troubadour. Where are you playing golf, dude? <laughs> not the right places, apparently. <laughs> Wait, dude, what? <laughs> Fuck That's me. awesome. We're central. We're going wherever Drew's playing golf. Dog. We're going. <laughs> what are we? What are we playing on a French beach? So I feel like you might not need a pump up song due to your 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 very positive attitude when you're out on the golf course. But let's say you're given the opportunity to have a a walk-up song what's uh what what song's gonna gonna do it for you to get you get you in the zone legs by zz top wow you off, got off legs dun, dun, dun. he knows how to use them dun, dun. and i'm just flushing it bro there's no yeah. chance it's not just a nippy 12 degree launch high cut up the left mm-hmm. side i love that, it you put yeah, that song on I'm going through a brick wall. That's it. You're not even going to land in a fairway bunker. It's going to be plush. That's Just terrific. Like sitting on a tee. <laughs> Hello. You had that. You had that ready to go. Yeah. But it's just like it's so good. It's so good, man. Um, Jordan, what are some of your favorite golf smells? Dude, I'm a big morning guy. I'm an early riser. Man, a golf course first thing in the morning, like here in like turf care, like out mowing, smelling that, smelling the dew, like feeling the dew, uh, like wearing a layer and taking it off, like mm. 
that smell of just like earth dude and feeling mm -hmm. that like connection to the earth knowing you've got like a good crew with you to like just go play some golf for a hit and giggle like a true hit and giggle that's as good as it gets for me i also i mean yeah that's straight cash too like take getting somebody's getting into somebody's wallet yes. smells pretty good too you know <laughs> what i mean oh, oh, yo. Bucks. that's a smell boy that's an answer for us that atm and it's crispy and they just deliver it straight to you know what i mean like they take it out that's not a smeller in. feeling that we have very often at hot. least speaking personally so yeah, it's, it's usually le who dips into whose wallet in this squad right here. Who's the best golfer in the trio? Drew, Drew. has sticky fingers. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> You're all right, dude. I hike your golf swing every day. I know you got to move. He's nice with it. Yeah. Can he get it in the and, hole though? Oh yeah, he's nice with the putter too. Yeah. yeah. Yo, yeah. lunch pail. That's very lunch pail to be a good putter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know yeah, if I'm a good exactly. putter. You you made an. You made an eagle in front of a full camera That's crew true. and didn't say a word. The first hole that we played word. that day, too. <laughs> the first hole that we played. I was like, wait, is this yeah. a par five? No. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize it was an eagle until yeah, the next hole. Yeah. I didn't yeah, realize like, it was wait, an wait, eagle just, because yeah. it was a 40-footer. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, here's, here's kind of a crazy. Here's my most recent eagle story. So I was lucky enough to play Cypress Point, mm. which is Very wow. nice. I mean, it's pretty nice. bucket list off pretty, course, pretty right? Nice. The ninth hole is like a... 315 par four is like kind of playing down off the right. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll hit driver. Fuck it. So I hit driver to like 25 feet. Ooh. And mm. I fucking jarred it for a two. Hell yeah. So I eagled the ninth at Cypress Point. And I'm the first player in the history of Cypress Point with no legs to make a two on nine. That's, That's amazing. Stamped. Snatching records. Get the plaque. I would take a two on a four more like before I would take a hole in one, I think. Oh, no way. Right? No, you take an ace over over a two one a four? Dude, I've got one one in my life. One. Okay. Did you have to buy people drinks? Is that why you're gassed up about it? I was in seventh grade. <laughs> she bought milks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Milks all around. Yeah. Chocolate milk for apple, my friends. Apple juice. You had to smash open the piggy bank. <laughs> How many ones do you guys have? Zero. I have one and it's it sucked. Yeah, mine wasn't great so either. Yeah, I dude, didn't see you it. You got three between all four of us. I've had a lot. Of, I've had good. a lot of close that's ones. Not, that's not bad, no. Yeah, I guess we should have more, shouldn't we? The worst I'll is like you got like you got like Gary at the club. That's like a fourteen handicap. That's got like thirty two. Yeah, yeah, man. Gary can fuck off all the way Gary? off. Yeah, what? And oh, I don't drink anymore, so I'm like not that expensive, right? It's like how much fucking refillable diet coke? <laughs> I like I'm not charging. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. True. True. You mentioned this uh, <laughs> talking about the on the golf smells in the morning, the hit and giggle. That's an under it's so underrated when you get four people in a group to fully commit to a hit and giggle. It's a hard thing to do because usually there's even if somebody's like, oh, I'm not going to keep my score. Usually they're still locked into that place and get a mm -hmm. little upset. But the, the moment that you look around and realize that every single person in the group has leaned in and committed and signed that contract to the hit and giggle, that is that is unmatched. That yes. is a that is a vibe. You, Capital yes. V vibe. It's hard. It's hard to replicate it too. You know, because everyone has to be in that same you can't headspace. Force it. And usually, it takes a special group. Yeah, it's it's only happened a very it few amount of times for me personally. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. He's like, dude, yeah. I played with a lot of alphas. You know what I mean? A lot yeah. of guys yeah. like, that's that's so like, derive yeah. a lot of it, derive yeah. a lot of their self worth from like literally what they shoot. And I'm like, oh, right. there's a lot yeah. of Titleist energy out there. As you know, how crazy as that is. That plays Titleist himself, but <laughs> well, yeah, Jordan I mean, plays exactly. Titleist. He's not like Mr. that. Yeah, he I'm does. about to. I'm about to. Hell yeah, You're about to. What's crazy, Brad? What's crazy? You're about to say something crazy. No, no, I was just gonna say that's crazy about um, deriving your self worth from what you shoot on the golf course because we all we all know the type, right? Uh, but I don't yeah. think I've I've heard it eloquently put like that that is crazy to me because it's so true it's the, it's the same as people putting their self-worth in in their sporting teams winning or losing you know what i mean it's like if you're if your whole sunday is bad because your football team or your whole week is bad because on sunday your football team lost that some that that's where people put their their like personality their their self-worth in in Get something some that they cannot I'm con- so, control i'm so glad i moved from philadelphia <laughs> I mean, oh, unfortunately, God, Philly, living there Philly's for 25 years, I'm so glad. Yeah, Yo, you don't it's have like, to join the people throwing batteries at Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. Grow <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> up, dude. What? Like, you know. Right. And it's like that crazy thing. Like, when you look at it objectively, right? Like the football thing, it's like, I used to be super intense, right? About it. And it's literally 18 year old boys mm. running into each other trying to get into an area of grass mm-hmm. golf is like dudes hitting a ball 500 mm-hmm. yards that way into a cup that big with metal sticks. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. That shit mattered. Come on. It's crazy. Miss me there. What it's matters, crazy. what matters is the hang. Mm-hmm. The, hang the hang is the absolute <laughs> thing that matters. The hang. Yeah. It's the hang. Yeah. yeah. Should we hit JT with our, uh, our final segment of the show. Yes. Yeah, Brad. Bradford, do you have your, uh, your you, intention Brad. cards? So, Jordan, we're, we're also very graciously sponsored by the good people at BetterHelp. This is a mental health podcast, and BetterHelp is an online therapy platform um, cool. that the three of us use. So we have a deck of 72, good golf number, intention cards, mm. each of which has a word written on it. On it. Mm. That word might describe a feeling, an emotion, um, a frame of mind. Bradford is randomly going to select one of our intention cards and present it to you. And if you could describe how that card is fitting into your life at this given moment, it might be picked randomly, but that shit means something. For real, hundred percent. There's no accident. Whatever card comes up, I guarantee there's no accident here. Let's run it. Your word is support. Oh. Dude, support, man. How can I support you? Like, literally, when that's the one thing that I get out of bed in the morning, I think, like, how can I be of support and be of service to people? The whole irony is, is what that does for me. Hmm. And I got all the support in the world right now. I got more support than I've ever had in my life. And a lot of that is because I've supported a lot of people in a lot of ways. Hey, good morning. How are you? Eye contact reaching out. Hey, how's your day? I'm not going to tell you about my, how was your day? How can I support you? How can I be of service to you? I, I want to be supported by you. Run it. (laughs) Seems like a good, seems like a good place to be. (laughs) (laughs) I need to start soliciting fire emojis to, to my swing. You gotta, you gotta, yeah, you gotta post and then 
you know, JT, he'll 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 hype you. I guess I gotta post first. I will hype you so hard. That's true. Dude, that's great. Like, you know, it's like Max. Like I love Max Homo. Like we did a thing for Foot Joy together. Like, you know, he's like positive vibes only. PVO is his thing. And like he's just a he's a G, he's a real one. And uh it, it, it's like, you know, he got famous, right, with like the Twitter stuff of like kind of roasting people's golf swings and stuff and like Dude, I think we just go the opposite route of like just hyping people, even if it's awful, if it's just like an over the top, like just, you know, just like run it. Um, yeah. I love swing that. your swing, baby. Swing your swing, dude. Just be a lunch pail. Lunch pail. Just, hey, get out the lunch pail, get a bologna sandwich, throw it in there, get the hard hat, and let's do some work. <laughs> uh, Homa, Homa's another person we're we're gonna ask you to help us need get. him on need him on we the couch him. we need He'd him be on a the great GGT couch yeah homa's a real one he is another real one is sahit tagala oh he's yeah. also on the yeah. list love like yeah i'm just i'm shout out right right now sahit tagala will win on the pj tour this year and it's gonna be epic oh yeah no can't doubt. wait he will win on PGA Tour this year. Absolutely. The the, the future the we're, future we're is fans. like you know we're not a, a PGA Tour podcast by any means, but the, the tour is very bright with the a lot of the young stars. Um, Tom Kim, like yeah, there's yeah. just there's just sticks out there, man, and and they they seem like good dudes too. You know that's the fun thing. Yeah. Yeah. And like, dude, it's just absolute world beaters too. Like these kids aren't scared to go out and win on the PGA Tour like they used to be. Like these kids just like go up and like the lights are bright, but like these kids are like mm-hmm. bet. Like I've done this my whole life. Like right, I played AJGA right. yeah. or wherever. Like I played international stuff. Like this is not different for me. I'm built different. These kids are insane now. How good yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah. That's insane. So cool. And any of them can win. Like world rank like twenty five hundred is an absolute flush show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly, top to bottom. Well, they they talk they talk a lot. Of, they talk about it a lot in other sports of like how you have to get up to speed in the pro level. In golf, there is no there's no like runway. Like you're you're already playing at a high level of golf when you're in high school and college when you're a, a future pro a PGA mm-hmm. Tour pro. So it's not it's not like oh the NFL is faster when you get there or the NBA. It's like the guys are bigger. It's like the guys are the same everywhere you play. Like when. Yeah. When you when those guys like Wills, Alatoris, and Scheffler, and all those guys like they were playing each other since they were kids, and so for when when you get to yeah. that next level, it's like I'm not scared of the number one in the world because I've beaten him many times before. And our you know, so it's 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 just a different level of competition that they face, and it just it prepares them so much better. So you can be 19 and and be beating guys that have been playing golf for 20 years because it's it's no different than you've been doing your whole life. So it's yeah, it's it's just a different it's a different sport. The thing with those kids is like how the limitless self-belief that they have is unbelievable. Yeah. Every single one of them. Like remember, like Tiger used to have that aura mystique where it was like, people are terrified. Like there's no way like mm-hmm. Billy Mayfair, like, like whatever. I'm playing for second. These kids now, dude, they're like, dog, I don't care who you are. I'm going to beat yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. And like all, all of them, like literally, like, where are they this week, Zozo? Yep, yep. Fuck every dude in that field thinks he can win that golf tournament. Exactly, knows mm-hmm. knows they can win. That, and like yeah. that's the thing is like these dudes, they all physically have so much talent and they're so gifted. But like Sahit was like at that FJ shoot, right? And like you can tell, that like he's still like in conversation. Like he knows he's really good, but like there's still like that little hurdle 
of like, man, I belong. Like you mm-hmm. belong here. Like that was my, me- I was hyping Willie Z. He was there that week in Memphis for FJ. He wins the golf tournament. I'm like, dude, you're the baddest motherfucker <laughs> on the planet. You flush it. You flush it, dude. You hit a three yard cutter with driver every single time. You're the best iron player maybe on the planet right now. Your putting is unbelievable. Everyone talks about your weird move. Who gives a shit? You put it in the hole. Yeah. It goes in the <laughs> hole. Kid goes out and wins the golf tournament for his first PGA Tour win. And I'm not saying I was responsible for that. Let's be clear. <laughs> but, like, dude, it's so much of it is that. It's that. Dog. Mm. That. Be a dog. You guys watch David Goggins at all? He's, he's intense. <laughs> no. I know, I know like David Goggins. He's, he's intense. He, He's intense. Yeah. He'd be like, he'll, he'll be like running next to a, a car and like a, like be looking tank. at the car talking. Yeah. He'll be like, it's, it's, it's 434. Why are you still in bed? Yeah. I, I just I, ran 20 I, I, miles. I ran 20 miles and scaled 12 businesses. Yeah. Oh, it's Jesus only 4 a.m. <laughs> right. It's only Hustle 4 King. Good, what, what, good morning. Right. What you been up to? <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna go get my Titleist sticks. Thanks to my good friends at Titleist. What uh, what, what did you uh, would you would you get fit into? Uh, dude, I got the I put the new CDs, the CDs in. Okay. Yeah, they're great. Uh, and then I, that new R, I went driver through a five wood. Um, I kind of messed with like a seven wood. You know, a lot of guys are using seven wood. The DJ, just, the DJ yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What do you think? What do you uh, think of the the ball fight there? Through. It's, yeah. it's too high. The seven would just, it just gets too, like the launch window is just too yeah, up. It's tough. But like, mm-hmm. dude, I picked, up, I picked up eight yards with the new Okay, R. everyone keeps saying that. Oh and I need, I need, I need to, I need to have a conversation with Titleist about that. Mm-hmm. It was a, it I was love eight yards. Three six average. Whoa, what? Jesus I was hitting, Christmas. I was hitting the, the CBs and I hit 10 shots, right? I hit, Cut straight draw, cut straight draw, cut straight draw, cut. 181 yards to 184 yards. Wow, was Damn. the landing window. That's crazy. Well, go pick up your sticks, dude. You you've earned them. Thank Thanks. you so much. Yeah. I love your energy so much, man. And and it's it's really really good to to meet and thank you truly for the time and your your openness and your vulnerability oh for sure man and like listen like i'm in y'all's corner like whatever i can do for you guys like i i believe in what you guys are doing um and and anything i can do if that's connecting you guys with people in my network that you're interested in having on the show or um you know whatever like you guys are are a platform to really make our message clear right and Mm -hmm. and uh I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the opportunity to, to use your platform to, to share the message and grow the game and spread a little bit of love and joy. And that's what it's about, man. Love it. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, thanks, man. We can't wait to tee it up with you. Yeah, for sure.